Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1193. Do to others what you would have them do to you. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Greg Stanley. Hey, Greg, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. All right. Greg Stanley is an extreme automotive enthusiast who enjoys reaching out to non-car folks through his educational and inspirational podcast called Learn From Others. Greg's goal is to educate the next generation by sharing career experiences of successful professionals and to ignite interest in the automotive hobby. Greg does this by asking his guests about their first car, their dream car, and then he picks a cool company car for them based on their job responsibilities. Past cool company cars range from a McLaren F1 or an F-16 pilot. He likes those fast cars, just like fast planes. To a 1909 Baker Electric for a registered nurse. To a 1992 Nissan Skyline for a national sales manager of an energy beverage company. Greg is also an author, illustrator, and his day job is selling bazooka candy brands in a convenience channel. So Greg, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little more about your career and your passion for automobiles? Yeah, thank you so much, Mark, for having me on this wonderful podcast. I listen to it religiously. Oh, thank you. I love the way you inspire folks in the car hobby. I think it's fantastic. Well, thank my you. passion for cars began at a pretty young age. Uh, I just remember my mom used to draw trucks for me and cars when I was really little. So I think that really inspired my love of cars at a very early age and also inspired my love of drawing and illustrating cartoons, which... I know you spoke to a little bit about being an author and an illustrator, so I can trace it way back to the very beginning. And my dad was also big into cars. We always had a, a van that we would keep for the kids, and then the other car would always rotate out. And not all of them were cool, but in that smattering of cars was a TR6 and a Ford Mustang Mach 1. So I think I owe it a little bit to both my mom and my dad. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Very cool, very cool. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that's important to you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So Greg, take the wheel. Yeah. When I listen to your podcast, I always hear people come up with really cool sayings or mantras. And I was like, I don't really have one. But then I realized I have had one this entire time. It's the one you've had quoted many times on your show. It comes from Matthew seven twelve, the golden rule. Do to others what you would have them do to you. So I've always lived by that, even from a little kid, not knowing where it came from initially. So that's always been my mantra throughout my entire life. And I never realized it until I listened to your podcast. Well, I'm, I'm glad uh, the uh, source of that came out. But you know what? I just, wouldn't it be nice, I always say, if the whole world acted like that? Because so many times people will disappoint us. And, and my wife's really good about this. I'll, I'll get upset about something somebody has done to me. And she'll go, you know what? Maybe they don't know that's inappropriate. Maybe they were never taught that. And it always makes me stop and go, well, you know what? Maybe I'm just fortunate. I had great parents who taught me that golden rule and always advised me to treat others the way I wanted to be treated. And maybe other people weren't raised that way. So it helps me cut them a little bit of slack, but it certainly is a nice way to go through life. That's for sure. 
That's a very good perspective and wise words from your wife. Well, she's way smarter than me, so uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's probably <laughs> I married why. up as well. <laughs> well, yeah, my mom always told me to do that. I think it was a female trick against us guys to keep us in our place. But uh, <laughs> but no, it's you know, all uh, honesty and, and sincerity. It's been great for me, that's for sure. She keeps me sharp. Well, let's talk about a story that uh, instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were indeed going to be a car guy? Yeah, this all happened in really about a one-week time frame. Uh, a friend of my dad came by the house, and he had a 1966 red convertible Mustang, white top, black interior, spinner hubcap wheels, the classic look. And I fell in love with that car. I offered to wash it just so I could touch it. And what's ironic <laughs> is I don't recall ever washing it or riding in it. I think I woke up the next morning, and he was gone. So I was severely disappointed. But shortly thereafter, I test drove a 65 coupe, horrible one, beige 289 two barrel with a buddy of mine. And as we're driving it back to the dealership, it actually catches on fire. (laughs) (laughs) The starter cable was rubbing against the battery or something. And so the dealership comes running out. And as we're putting out the fire, another red 66 convertible comes passing by with four people in the car. They're waving, honking the horn and laughing. Well, that night I go to a party and that red convertible is there. And I spend the whole night riding around the backseat of this red convertible and that really instilled my love for Mustangs in particular, but that was my first real experience with a classic car. And I was, I think, 16 at the time, and I just fell in love. Well, it's pretty cool that a fire didn't dissuade you from your passion for this car, because <laughs> it might have, might have made you think twice, going, maybe this isn't the right mark for me. But uh, what a fun story. Yeah, you know, I think that the key for me that I've heard after having, what, 1,193 guests on the show now is, Cars are really more about the memories of those experiences and more than the actual car itself. And I know some people may argue with me, but I hear it over and over again. Somebody will think back to a memory that was fun, uh, something that inspired them, something that excited them, and it, it relates to the car in that time and moment. Maybe that's why when we go back to cars that we had when we were kids, they're not quite the same. They're never quite as exciting. <laughs> right. yeah. You know, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, this thing's really slow. I didn't remember it being so <laughs> slow. So absolutely. Well, let's take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure that you faced. And and more importantly, what lesson did you learn from that experience? I have uh, actually two, and they're the same instance with the same company. I ironically ended up getting laid off by the same company at two different occasions. Now, what was interesting about this is it had nothing to do with performance. I had won multiple national awards the same year. It's just, you know, unfortunately, the way Wall Street works, you know, you got to lay off a thousand people like we just recently saw with GM, I believe, 15,000 people. You know, there's, it just happens, you know, and the first time it was rather earth shaking because it was during the recession and I was in Florida, but it ended up, they found a job in Cincinnati. We moved here love it. It turned out to be a wonderful job, gave me a lot of great experiences I would not have had otherwise. And the recent one was even just two and a half years ago. And the same deal, you know, we have to do budget cuts. And that one led me to my current job, which is Bazooka Candy Brands in the division of Tops, which everybody knows the baseball cards. And I've been asked back to my previous company three times. And I've actually said no, because I, I just love the job I'm doing now. It's a great company, great manager. My boss is awesome. His boss. So, you know, in both scenarios, I ended up in a much better spot after what, for most folks, is a devastating turn of events. Very, very fortunate. 
and uh, somewhat rare, I think, in many occasions, although for a lot of people I've talked to who've lost their jobs, that was the catalyst to go do what they really enjoyed. In your case, you enjoyed what you were doing, so it was a little bit different, but I'm glad you landed back on your feet. I think you're the first guy who's been on the show that was laid off twice by the same company, uh, which what, is interesting. Her yeah, ball what, there. what is really interesting is I sell candy today and I reflected. I'm like, well, I sold candy when I was in fourth grade out of a backpack in elementary school. Who knew, who knew it would come from full circle? <laughs> well, you found your skill set there. I think that's the, <laughs> that, most definitely the thing. So very smart, very wise. That, that's cool. Well, let's talk about a big career aha moment. Is there a time when those headlights came on for you and kind of illuminated a new path for you to go down? Yeah, and this one, there's actually a couple little events that build on each other. But I've always been on this creative journey that I wanted to try to educate others. I wanted to involve cars. I wanted to involve creativity and business. I wrote a creative business book in the past for kids that led into a speaking across the Midwest and 86 different speaking engagements to uh, different organizations about continual education. Uh, I do a lot of drawing for fun, and this is how we initially connected. I, I have a YouTube channel. I did some cartoons to try to engage non-car people with through cartoons. I did the best truck to escape a zombie apocalypse. I did, you know, the best car for Santa Claus, the best car for San Valentine's Day. So creative stuff, and that was all fine and good. And the aha moment really came when I posted something not of much value on my social media network, and I got like twenty five thousand hits on it. And I'm like, well, that was a, not a lot of value. What if I actually do something of value? And then <laughs> yeah. I found, yeah. And then I found your podcast and a lot of these podcasts I listen to mostly if they're around sports and you know, how many times do you have to hear where LeBron's going to go uh, from a basketball perspective? I, I walk away empty, but your podcast, I walk away inspired and I learn something and it gets me excited. And I thought, well, what if I could kind of take my love for business cars and creativity and kind of make something that people would enjoy, would learn from, and be inspired by. So honestly, it was your podcast that kind of made all the parts come together, so to speak. And so that was my big aha moment after a lot of little ones. Well, that warms my heart. That's really nice of you to say. I mean, that's one of my initial goals with Cars Yeah was to inspire others by talking to inspirational people. And I've had a fair number now after four and a half years of doing this that have reached out and said, you know what, because of your show, I made the leap and I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. One of them I even had on the show, Ramsey Potts. I mean, this guy who was really unhappy, although very successful in his business career, uh, decided, you know what, I love cars. I'm going to go do what I want to do around cars. And he couldn't be happier now. He works for RM Sotheby's and travels all over and looks at cool cars and sells cool cars. And It's just uh, when you... I've learned, at least through this, that we as human beings are best when we're giving to others. Whether we realize it or not, that is what truly fulfills us. And I think with your podcast, you're learning that. I've definitely learned that with mine. And I know that by listening and talking with many, many people here in Cars, yeah, I've learned that. So thank you for uh, the kind words. I'm very happy that uh, I was able to offer you that inspiration through uh, some incredible people I've had on this show. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car, maybe a memory or two about that vehicle. Well, my first car that I had to buy was a Ford Mustang, and I had no money at all. And so my uh, a cousin had found one for me for $1,000, and it had to be a 68 because those it cost a little less than 65, 66. And it was a coupe, and it was a six-banger with a three-speed, zero options. And so I bought it for $1,000, sight unseen. Well, I come to find out it didn't have an engine. <laughs> so uh -oh. <laughs> he said for $250. That's important. 
Right. 250 bucks. We'll get an engine for you. I'll put it in. So I got a car up and running for less than $1,300. And my first summer working as a merchandiser in the Florida heat, it was 103 degrees outside. I had 101.5 fever because I didn't believe in sick days. And I drove to work all day and I had an exhaust leak, no AC, Uh no options. That was the hottest day of my life in that Mustang. But it was a Mustang. I just had to make sure my very first car I ever bought was a Mustang. And so that very fond memories of that car. So that you could tell this story today on Cars, yeah. See, the whole life, from- <laughs> the circle of life comes back through and becomes a perfect loop. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It all came to fruition just now. <laughs> well, you know, I had a Mustang as well. My regular listeners know this a 66 uh, yeah. GT350 clone, uh, Shelby clone, which was an awesome, awesome car. I drove it to work every day for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, I don't think I could ever get gas without a 30-minute conversation with people. Everyone loves the Mustang. It's like the VW Beetle. It just brings a smile to people's face, and everybody has a story no matter what their age bracket is. So uh, very happy that was your first one. Now, how about seller's remorse? Is there a tear-in-the-eye story for you, a car you wish you had back in your garage? Well, you know about this car. I texted you when it showed up on Bring a Trailer. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> My 66, dark green, ivy green convertible, great car. I was the fourth owner, same family, 46 years. A factory A-code, four-speed, deluxe, power windows, or not power windows, power top, limited slip, which is rare for a convertible. Um, just a wonderful car. I spent five years restoring it. My issue was, so there is seller's remorse, a little bit, but I needed to sell it to experience a new car. You know, I don't have a, a five-car garage or anything. So, yes, there was seller's remorse, but I ended up buying the opposite of a Porsche. And I, I know you know this because I shared it with you when I got it. So what's the opposite of a Porsche or what's the opposite of a 66 Mustang? Well, I gave it away there. I got a 996 Porsche 911, six-speed sunroof, 60,000 miles. So that is, as far as I can tell, the literal opposite of a 66 Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be. Yeah, engines on the other end of the car and uh, different, made in a different country, a little different look and feel and so forth. But congratulations. As you know, and my listeners know, I'm a big-time Porsche fan. So uh, love that you're now part of the Porsche Brotherhood, Sisterhood. Um, wonderful cars. And I think buying the the year and model you bought, you bought right because those cars for a time, are kind of a little bit of the unloved sector there, but they're really nice cars. They're really great cars, and the price points on them are very affordable when you compare to others, especially you get back into the 993s. Even the 964s are starting to come up in value, and of course, the later ones, the newer you get, the more expensive they are. So uh, it sounds like you have a lot of fun ahead of you. Well, and I'd love to have a paint a sample orange 930 turbo but it just wasn't in the cards unfortunately you're not selling yours so <laughs> no there's only three of us with those cars so uh, yeah yeah exactly and, and the other thing i just want to say real quick about the the lack of seller's remorse i was fortunate to have the car featured on petrolicious in january oh, yeah. of this year and that was just a wonderful thing to have for the rest of time you know to go revisit it and see all the fun that we had making that video and one of the things that turned me on to the Porsche is I know you're familiar with the Porsche singers. Well, if I was able to connect a singer owner with the, my friend of mine that filmed Petrolicious. And so I was involved on the, very slightly, involved on the filming of the Indiana car the on Petrolicious as well, the Porsche singer. And what was funny during that time frame is I'm driving the car while my friend's filming it down a gravel road in Indiana. And I kind of hit the gas a little too hard and sprayed a little bit of gravel up on the $600,000 Porsche behind me. <laughs> But the owner was extremely mad. He was extremely 
uh, gracious about it and we had a great time. And I must say my involvement was about an hour and a half. Uh, Sean does an amazing job on those videos for Picturelicious. So that was something else I kind of, hey, maybe I should try a new experience. There you go. Absolutely. I've had Afshin from Petrolicious on the show. Uh, really fun, fun site. If those listeners aren't uh, aware of it, go out there and find Petrolicious. You can subscribe, get their weekly videos. They have some cool products. Uh, really, really interesting and neat brand that he's doing there. Fantastic. I'll just make sure I don't ever follow you too closely <laughs> so I get any rock right. chips in the front of my car. Well, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about this new podcast. I love having other podcasters on the show and I know actually after we record this show, I'm going to be on your show. So those listeners of I can go to learn from others and listen to me with the mic flipped, which is always a little awkward and weird for me. So we'll see how well I do. But tell our listeners a little more about this new podcast of yours. Yeah. It's, you know, as I mentioned before, it's a way for me to combine my love of cars, drawing and business. And it's called Learn From Others. And the goal here is to help others succeed by sharing success. So the idea here is that I interview successful business professionals in whatever industry they're in. And I just ask them four questions. What did you want to be when you grow up? What do you do today? What would you do differently? And what advice would you have for someone who would like to do what you do? So the end goal is going to be a huge database for high school and college kids to listen to where they can kind of have their own internship, but it's more of a virtual deal. So I've recently categorized them by career cluster as identified by the United States Department of Education. And so like if, for example, if someone wanted to go into the finance industry, but they didn't know exactly what they wanted to do, they could pop on there and eventually I'll get it filled out, but they could listen to everything from a financial advisor. They could talk, you know, hear the career journey of a bank manager. You know, there, there'll be a, a wealth of information of different positions of career journeys where people could share their experience. And I also like to think that everybody is an untapped resource for others to learn from. So it's been a lot of fun. And as you mentioned before, I tie in the car stuff at the end. I ask people, what was their first car? What's their dream car? And what's, you know, I pick out a cool car from them, which is always fun. Everyone loves talking about their first car. I had someone whose first car was a tragedy because it was a cool Fiat convertible that got wrecked a week before they were supposed to inherit it. So they got a four-door car. (laughs) I have someone else who, she took her car to the mechanic for the first time. The mechanic's first question was, was this car ever underwater? Which you never want to hear from your mechanic. I don't no. care who you are. No. And I just, I just had a guest. She said she cried when she got her first car and she cried when she got her second car. She cried on the first one because it was a four-door 1983 Mercury Cougar. And she cried on the second one because it was a manual transmission and she didn't know how to drive that. But she learned in a day and she loved it. So people really seem to be engaged with Non-car people seem to be really engaged with talking about their car, their history, and they love to find out what I pick out for them. And if, you know, if I could, one example is there's a Joel Bockelman in town. He runs a nonprofit called Changing Gears. And Changing Gears is like Habitat for Humanity, but for cars. So it's a nonprofit. He'll rehabilitate a donated car and then he'll give it, not give it, he'll sell it at half the cost with a 0% interest loan to someone who's trying to get out of poverty. And it's a great program. It's called, he, he says it's more of a hand up versus a handout. They're not handing out. There's an ownership part to it. And so they have ownership. And after 118 cars that they've had these 0% interest loans on, he's only had one default after five years, which is just amazing. And so, you know, what car would I pick for him? Well, I picked the 1908 Ford Model T 
reason being is that was the first car that really helped establish the middle class. People were able to afford something because the price point went down. The moving assembly line kind of transformed the entire middle class of America. And that engine, the four, uh, four-cylinder engine was used in, for household stuff and for farming and you know all sorts of different things. And so to me, it kind of quantified what his business was kind of about. So that's been kind of fun. Some of them are hits, some of them are misses. I had one the other day and the guy's like, uh, my dream car, uh, you know, a hybrid or, you know, something. I don't really care about cars. Well, I picked the Lamborghini Gallardo for him because I thought he, he's big into networking. That's a big eye drawer, you know? So it's just fun. E- either way it works out. People are interested. I get more emails and questions back after the show about the car I picked for them than anything else. So it's really cool to see non-car enthusiasts get excited about cars in a new way. There you go. Absolutely. And how can people find Learn From Others podcast? So it's everywhere podcasts are located. Uh, you can go to my website as learnfromothers.org and you can go there. You can go on iTunes, you can go on Stitcher, Google Play. I'm pretty well involved on LinkedIn, Instagram. You can reach me at Greg Stanley LFO. I do post uh, updates, but I also post cool cars. I see, I, I post some cool barn finds and some anonymous, really cool rare stuff on Instagram. That's kind of fun. And as I said, my day job is working for Bazooka Candy, and we have an exciting product coming out in January, Bazooka Throwback. So it's retro bazooka gum. And what's really cool is 40 years of comic strips are coming back to the gum. So check that out coming up in January. Bazooka Joe, remember him well. Just make sure the gum is like not so rock hard it doesn't chip my tooth like some of the <laughs> the gum I've gotten from past that have probably been around since the 60s, but uh, uh, I'm sure it won't be. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. But yeah, I remember Bazooka Joe quite well. Very cool. Very cool. I'll make sure I put links to all these on Greg's Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Greg or Greg Stanley, and that page will pop right up. Check it out. Learn from others podcast. Very cool. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Greg. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car parked in the garage, what kind of car would you be and why? So the easy answer would be a Mustang. Uh, the early Mustangs are not very fast, but they're fun. That's kind of like me. I get around fairly well, but I'm not the quickest guy in the world. Uh, there's also a creative aspect to it. You know, you could outfit them with all sorts of options from a grocery getter up to a, a Shelby GT350R. But I'm going to go very specific on you. Since I'm a creative guy, I'm going to choose one of the BMW art cars. Ooh. Yeah, but for the same reasons, I'm not picking an M1, M3, or M5. I'm not that fast. So I picked the uh, 1990 BMW 535i art car by Matazu Kayama. I know I got that wrong, but I'm going to, my goal was to get one that hadn't been picked yet. Because a lot of times I hear, oh, that's one that's been on there before. Has anyone ever picked this car before? No, no. In fact, I don't know that anyone's ever picked an art car before either. I know I've had several guests on who own actual art cars. Peter Gleason, who's a friend of mine up in the Pacific Northwest here, has a real BMW art car in his collection. But uh, no, no one's ever picked one of those. I think it's a good fit for you. I like that. I like like the reasoning too. So (laughs) very nice, Greg. So up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. 
It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Greg, we are back. We're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give me some very quick blips of the BMW Art Car Throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Just drive it. Yeah, go out and enjoy it, for goodness sake. Don't save it for the next guy, that's for sure. Will you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes? You know, I basically ask myself every day, how can I put my best foot forward? And whatever that looks like, you know, working hard, you know, addressing issues at work, you know, how can I just do my best? How about a resource? There are some great resources out there, including your podcast, my podcast, a lot of other podcasts for that matter. But is there a resource you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, this has been mentioned on your show many times, but it really is a great resource. YouTube helped me rebuild my power steering pump in my Mustang and a lot of other things. And then I do listen to or watch Jay Leno's Garage every Monday morning to see what's going on. I just can't get enough of the old cars. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? So I know a lot of people say Henry Ford, but I recently watched the uh, the cars that made America on the History Channel, and I felt really bad for Edsel. And so <laughs> I would love to have a drink with Edsel to just kind of commiserate and understand what did he have to go through through that very difficult time of transition. Yeah, well, I think they started by naming him Edsel. That probably was yeah, the, the worst the start. <laughs> May have been part of the problem. No offense to any Edsels out there, although I'm sure I've ever met another Edsel. But uh, yeah, uh, interesting guy, interesting uh, character. Uh, Really contributed a lot, though, to the Ford Motor Company. So, um, yeah, probably more than people remember just the simple Edsel car not being a big success. So, 
Shout out to Edsel. Good job. <laughs> How about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners should read as well? Yeah, I'll give you two real quick. A business book called FYI for Your Improvement by Michael Lombardo. I use that two or three, four times a year just on my personal development from a business perspective at work. But the other one I'll mention is Colin Comer's The, Com- the Complete Book of Shelby Automobiles. Recently, I thought I was on the track to find an unknown 1965 GT350 in the Cincinnati area. And I got the guy's phone number. I got his address, got his name, never made contact in two months. Uh, well, it turns out I was scanning Hemmings one day and they had a blurb about him selling his car that he'd owned for 50 years and the most original one ever produced. So I was on the right track, but it was the wrong car and turned mm. out. So I did all this research uh, with Colin's book anticipating seeing this really rare car. Well, it turns out it was a 1964 Cheetah that sold for $600,000, you know, like three weeks later. Yeah. It was like, man, I was on the right track. I should have rang the doorbell. Not that I could have afforded it, but it would have been cool to see it in his garage before it went public. Yeah. The, the Cheetah. Now there's an interesting car. I mean, just a kind of a bizarre looking car, although pretty cool. And from people I've known who have raced them, Pretty cool cars to race as, as well. But uh, yeah, Colin Comer, I've been trying to get him on this show. He's a little shy, I think, but uh, maybe we'll get him on the show one of these days. Well, listeners, you can find all these great resources Greg has shared on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Greg Stanley. That page will pop right up. All right, Greg, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet doesn't matter who owns it or where it is. I'm going to park it in your garage, but there's a couple rules to this game. You've listened to Cars Yeah before, so you know the rules. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. That tricks off the table. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here. I want you out on the road enjoying yourself. And um, I think the, the last little tip here is uh, you got uh, to keep it. And it's the only one you can have in your garage as well. So you can't have a, you know, a bunch of cool cars. That's why you got to pick so carefully here with this one car that you're going to have as a go-to for fun. So what's it going to be? This question is so unfair. And I say that because <laughs> I haven't driven a lot of these cars. I drove a replica AC Cobra the other day thinking I'd love it. And it was just ugh, so difficult. So I'm glad I got the 911 instead. Originally, I was going to go with a 59 alloy body Ferrari 250. But I don't know if I would actually drive that, like, the wheels off of it. So I ended up switching that to a 1931 Bentley Speed 6 because they don't really care. They just want you to drive the heck out of it, you know? So if you got me one of those, I would drive the heck out of it. That's a pretty unique car. I'm trying to think. I've had some people pick some old Bentleys, but I'm not so sure they picked that one. What is it about that car you like so much? Well, it's just the big six. I think it's a 6.5 liters. It's the big engine Bentley that the Bentley boys race around the tracks. And with those cars, they don't mind if it's not the original, you know, body, you know, it's expected that you're going to run through some of the parts because they know that you just want to drive it and drive the wheels off of it. You know, those cars are pretty spectacular. Back in the day, a former company I was working with, we would bring in a lot of cool cars for photo shoots. And there was a local guy up here in the Northwest who has quite a, a large collection of cars, but he drives his cars. He's not really into not into trailer queens, but he's not into concouring either. He's into driving. And he brought his over for a Christmas shoot. And I'm craw- it's a convertible and I'm crawling around. It was a blower. So it had a big blower in the front. And I'm like, the back of this car is full of pine needles. What the heck's going on? He goes, oh, well, I loaded all the kids up and we went and bought a Christmas or cut down a Christmas tree this 
this uh, weekend. He goes, that's why there's some mud on the fenders and stuff. He goes, we drive this thing and we just threw the tree in the back seat and, you know, there was some sap and I'm just like going, ah. <laughs> but you got to love a guy like that, that is out there enjoying it. And he said the same thing I said earlier. He goes, I've decided I'm not going to save my cars for the next guy. I'm going to enjoy them while I'm around, while I'm alive. Get out and enjoy them. Throw my kids in the back. Don't worry if they spill an ice cream. I can clean that up. Uh, and I tell you, he said, they just had the time of their lives. He said, and we got the looks like you couldn't believe driving back home with a big old Christmas tree sticking out of the back of that car. So, Well, can you guess what color I want it? There's only well, one color. Only one. Well, they're all car. green, right? Aren't yeah, they all green? Right. British racing green. It's got to be. Brit- I, you know, you're right. I thought they might be black ones, but maybe they are all green. Well, well that's the color. There are a few. I'm sure there's a lot of different colors, but I have seen a few black ones, but all of them are almost green. There's a couple of up here, including like the blue train Bentley uh, up here in the Pacific Northwest that uh, are pretty spectacular. The one with the low chop top uh, that, of course, they uh, uh, famously raced the train there. But uh, that'll be nice. Okay, well, that's a unique car, Greg. I would have never thought you would have picked that being a guy who just bought a Porsche, <laughs> but uh That's okay. I think it's pretty cool. Well, you have taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with me here on Cars Yeah. Is there a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer our listeners before you uh, drive off into the sunset in that 31 Bentley Speed 6? Yeah, just a quick reminder. Treat others as you want them to treat you. And if someone offers you their car, just drive it. There you go. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your podcast? You know, I think the best would be learnfromothers.org or on Instagram, Greg Stanley LFO, or on LinkedIn, just Greg Stanley. I should be pretty easy to find, and there is a Learn From Others page on LinkedIn as well. And to make him really easy to find, you can just go to the Cars yeah website, type in Greg Stanley. His page will pop up with all these links. And if you want to listen to me on his podcast, we're going to record that right after this show. You can hear the mic being switched, and maybe you might learn a few things about me. In the meantime, I encourage you to check out Greg's podcast. Really inspiring show. Great job, Greg. Thank you for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks so much, Mark. Thank you. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.